Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dave Shep. Today we're going to be covering a range of topics on leadership, life purpose, goals, and what you're doing in your life to be happy. I'm a business coach, life coach, and I got a bit of woo-woo in me. I've been creating leaders for over 25 years, and I hope that this show inspires you to bring out your hidden potential and empowers you to live your passion. Let's go ahead and start today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to episode six of my podcast. Uh, This is going to be a good episode, hopefully. At least I think so, but I'm biased. So what I'm looking for today is I want to kind of of tie in our last few um, episodes that I've done. So I think I've done one on self-respect. I've done one on support systems, um, you know, passion with your career, personal power, um, to name a few. But what do you do when you tie all that together? So what happens when you actually listen and take my advice and you're thinking, wow, okay, I'm, I'm not a uh, failure. I'm not a piece of shit. I, I look in the mirror and I don't have all these harsh words to say about myself. So, you know, you're looking in the mirror and you're like, wow, you know, I, I really like who I am, you know, even in small steps. Um, and then you've created a support system and you've got people who support you and you realize that, hey, you know, lately I've been... I've been speaking up for myself. I've got some personal power. I'm no longer giving people power over me. You know, so what next? You know, so I've I've created this person that I I like and and I respect. And I've got people who like and respect me. And I'm not letting anyone take advantage anymore. So so what's next, Dave? (laughs) So I think the biggest thing to tell you to be what next is uh, just today I want to talk about self-care. You know, what is what truly is self-care because there's so many um you know people who think that self-care is you know you being selfish or or you being a narcissist or or things like that and i want to you know i just want to be able to sit here and say hey you know john when you think about it do you really take care of yourself and what i mean by that is do you take care of yourself in a balanced way So I work with people who are corporate executives or I work with people who are healers or I work with people who are housewives. I mean, I mean, I have a wide variety of clients and the overall theme is that a lot of them are selfless, uh, meaning that they, they care more about others than they do themselves. So for me, this always boggles my mind because I have often fallen into this trap too in my youth. And even, you know, a few years ago, I I would have to say that I spent so much energy helping others that I didn't take care of myself and I paid the price for that. So what that means in a lot of ways is you have to have this balance of being able to say, hey, you know what? I want to be here for you, but first I have to be here for me. And you have to create that mindset that it's perfectly normal and perfectly wonderful for you to be able to say, you know what? I come first. No matter what I do in in this life, I have to come first. I'm not going to give anyone my personal power. I'm only going to surround myself by people who love me, who people who support me, who people who help me grow, people who inspire me. Uh, I'm going to get rid of all the toxic entities in my life. I'm going to get rid of the toxic inner voice in my life. I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to see my best friend and I'm going to start taking care of myself. You know, and then people say, well, what does it mean to take care of myself? Does that mean I have to go out and get a massage? Um, You know, and well, yeah, that's part of it. But not just a massage. Taking care of yourself means being well-rounded and that whole yin and yang balance stuff. So you have your physical, emotional, and spiritual selves. You know, we've talked about this uh, in the past with with the three different ways. I think especially with self-confidence, self-love, self-esteem. But... How do you take care of yourself physically? How do you take care of yourself emotionally? And how do you take care of yourself spiritually? You know, these are these are three big things that you really should be thinking about. Uh, when I work with someone who is a healer, they take care of themselves spiritually but they're pretty bad at taking care of themselves physically and emotionally. When I work with an athlete, they take really good care of themselves physically, but they don't do the emotionally and spiritual part of themselves. 
you know, when I work with a, a corporate executive, he might be, he or she might be um, taking care of themselves emotionally uh, and surrounding themselves and really succeeding and being happy with a lot of things, but they don't take care of themselves spiritually or physically. You know, and, and this comes down to a lot, even when I have parents who uh, I'm coaching, uh, I have parents who, uh, where one person will take care of the, the spouse and take care of the kids to the detriment of themselves. You know, and especially nowadays with, with COVID and everything going on with homeschooling and, and things like that, it's so hard to take care of yourself because you're just doing, you're doing so much for others and you're trying to keep it together. So what I'd like to do is just, just figure out that balance. You know, what does it mean to be balanced when you take care of yourself? So let's start with the physical. So physical taking care of yourself is uh, movement, you know, any, any kind of movement that helps your muscles, your, you know, just with the way that you can bend your, you know, the tightening of hip flexors can really mess you up sitting at a computer all day with your traps, um, just really getting tight. Uh, and it makes your posture curve, uh, poor diet, uh, eating trash foods, um, you, you know, all these different things that that's the physical part. Uh, and, and a lot of times it's like, I'm, I'm too old, I'm too out of shape, I can't exercise, or I'm too busy, I can't exercise, or exercise really is important because I'm a natural athlete. You, you know, these kind of things are, you know, you know, people say to themselves, so it's like, I don't need to, to do these kind of things. But that's really not true, because I have a lot of people who are pretty naturally gifted at a lot of things they do, but they don't take care of themselves to the point where they eat trash. They, they smoke, they consume way, way, way too much caffeine. You know, they have very poor sleep habits, um, you know, so they can't recover. You know, they'll go to the gym and work out or they go and play their activities, you know, with, with baseball, soccer, football, whatever. But then they don't take care of themselves to recover from what they're doing. So their body is just in constant state of, of chaos and flux because physically it's not being taken care of. So... Here are some things that you can do in order to take care of yourself and put yourself first when it comes to your physical body. Um, first off is sleep. You need to figure out and regulate your sleep pattern. You know, adults usually need a good seven to eight hours of sleep per night. A lot of people, you know, they, they don't get that. You know, they'll get four hours. They'll, they'll get three hours here, four hours there, or three hours here, three hours there. And, you know, it just, it, it just really impacts a lot of things. People have poor sleep habits because they are more night people than day pe than day people. And you know, a night person who has a daytime job is never going to be happy or functional. So you need to figure out: Are you a night person? Are you a day person? You know, if you are a night person, then figure out a career and and something that is aligned with your your schedule. If you have to work a daytime job and because it's just what you need to do, or that's how your business runs, then you need to figure out how to switch yourself from being a night person to a day person. You know, force yourself for several weeks to go to bed at a certain time. Stop consuming caffeine after 6 p.m. You know, all, all these different things that you can do, but you really need to make sure that you are getting enough sleep. There are a lot of devices on the market right now that help measure your sleep. Uh, I personally use a whoop band, W H O O P. Um, and it's kind of cool because it tells me all the times that I, that I, I wake up during the night, uh, and just lets me know how much deep sleep I get versus REM sleep I get versus light sleep. Uh, it's a pretty good device. So I, so I use that pers personally costs like 30 bucks a month for the service. Uh, but it's, it's been a good thing for me. Um, kind of, and what's kind of cool is it tells, tells me when to go to bed. Hey, you need to go to bed at 1136 PM in order to get your maximum amount of sleep. And sometimes you just, you just need that little reminder. It's like, Oh, it's that late already. Okay. Yeah. I need to start shutting down and go to bed. Um, so, so things like that. So anything that you can do to, uh, to help your, with your sleep would definitely be a good thing. Limiting the amount of caffeine after, you know, six or seven o'clock is very beneficial to you. Um, and it makes it to where, you know, gosh, they're, they're, we could do a whole episode just on caffeine alone. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice. I don't know what's going on today. Um, so you, uh, you know, just getting that sleep is very important. The other thing that you need to do is you need to have a nutritious, healthy diet. So 
nutritious, healthy diet is not fast food. It's not processed food. It's not food that is high in fat. It's not food that is just meant for comfort. When you're looking at a nutritious, healthy diet, you know, um, you need to, you need to do your own investigating. I can't sit here and tell you what you should and shouldn't eat because you know, that, that that's not the point of this. The point of this is for you to figure out what works for you. What is good for you? What does your body need? You know, a lot of people's, uh, whether it's vegetarian, whether it's, it's uh, the keto diet, you know, whether it's, it's living the, the caveman way, whole food, you know, lots of protein. It, 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 you have to figure that out on your own. But what I challenge you to do is figure out something. What is it that your body needs? What is it that's good for your body? What what makes you feel good when you eat it? Do you feel good when you eat fruits and vegetables? Do you feel bad when you eat and drink and consume caffeine and ice cream and cakes and pies? You know, your internal uh, your internal voice, your all of the things about you, of the way that you feel, foods will will make you feel a certain way. You just have to listen. Things are so chaotic nowadays that you don't realize that you've eaten something and then you're feeling bad afterwards, and you don't know why. But it's because you're not listening to your body. Do you do you feel really good when you eat? you know, bacon and eggs and just one piece of toast versus getting up and then eating a huge bowl of cereal with a scone. How do you feel differently with these two things? You know, does your body react horrible to gluten? You know, sometimes when people eat pasta or breads, they feel fatigued, tired, drained after they, they might have some abdominal issues. So learning what your body needs to have a nutritious, healthy diet is something you're going to have to investigate and you're going to have to figure out on your own because I can't tell you this one way. One thing I would recommend is kind of stay away from fad stuff. You, you know, what is, what is a fad diet? What is a fad? This, you know, all, all these things. It's, it's just, you know, figure out what's right for you. You know, I personally, um, I think processed foods are my enemy. Um, so I try to stay away from processed foods as much as possible. I try and eat whole foods as much as I can. I'm, I'm really blessed to live in a very, uh, in, in Oregon when it comes to, I live in the farm areas, you know, so there's lots of farmers markets. There's lots of farmers nearby that I, I get my, my vegetables from. Uh, I'll even buy beef, uh, that's been grass fed and raised, um, you, you know, and, and bring home and put it in the freezer. So, so things like that. These are what work for me. What works for me is not going to work for you, you know, with your lifestyle, with, with different things like that. Uh, I can tell you that I've had most of my success with meal planning. Um, it, you know, we, we go, 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 go. And our schedules are so chaotic in a lot of ways. But when I, when I build my routine and I have meal planning in it and I'm able to figure out, Hey, you know, for the next three days, I have my breakfast, lunch, and dinner pre-made ready to go. I made it myself. So I know what's in it. Uh, I function so much better that way. But then there are days where my life is, can be a little bit chaotic with everything I have going on. And I don't, I forget to meal prep or I don't meal prep or I choose not to. And then I'm scrambling. I get up. And I'm like, well, what's what, what I'm going to eat today. And then, you know, then it's like, shit, I'm out of time. Okay. So what's convenient. And man, that is like the bane of my existence is that whole convenient thing. Um, my, my husband, is blessed with this incredible metabolism and he has a 32 inch waist and it has been 32 inch waist for the last 31 years that I've known him. And he eats the most horrible foods you could think of. He loves cookies, uh, snacks, cakes, and he could polish off an entire box of cookies and not gain any weight at all. You know, he, he has, he has good muscle tissue, good muscle growth. Uh, you know, I'm like, what the hell is your metabolism? It's like he processes cookies like I process lettuce. You know, it's like it's just it's crazy. Whereas I just sit here and I look at the cookies that he's eating and, and I'm like gaining weight. So yeah, it sucks. So you know, again, people who are blessed with these incredible metabolisms where they, where they burn all these calories and they don't have to do much. Um, good on you, man. But I hate you. Um, but it, it just comes down to what is it that your body needs? Figure that out. Do some research for yourself to figure out what kind of diet works for you. And, and when I say diet, I don't mean a, like a fad diet. I mean, what kind of foods, what, what kind of foods work for your body? 
there are so many ways that you just introduce things into your body and then you know how by how you feel if you eat something and then you feel sluggish afterwards or you feel drained afterwards or it takes your energy away when normally you have energy that food is probably not giving you what you need so you just want to make sure that that you know you're looking at that uh the next thing is exercise you know the exercise not only helps with the physical health, but it really does help with emotional health too. Um, and when I say exercise, I'm not talking about going out and get the gym membership and becoming a meathead bro. I'm, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. What I'm talking about is exercise for your life to where you're taking care of yourself, where you're putting your physical needs first. So does that mean based on your age and, and body type that it's easier for you to take a walk? You know, can you a get a treadmill for your gym or for your home gym, or can you walk around the block? Can you go on hikes? Um, is is there something that you can do physically for you that is good, or is going to the gym therapeutic for you? Is that where you go to release your rage and your anger and your stress of the day because you worked all day, you get off work, and then you head to the gym and you pound some weights and you, you play some basketball and then you're happy and you're good. If that works for you, then then, then I recommend it. It's hard right now with COVID because gyms cl were closed for a while and some of the states with, with uh, lockdowns. Now you have to go and you have to wear a face mask. Uh, it's hard to exercise when you're wearing a face mask. Um, you know, so it's been a deterrent for some people to go out because they want to be safe. So they're building home gyms. Um, if you if, if you just want something at home that's easy for you so that you can move, I recommend uh, bands. I, I think bands are one of the most incredible things you can have in your home because they have different um, tensions for different weights. The different color bands are, are different color, color resistance. And then you can look up or you can get an online personal trainer, some exercises with these bands. Uh, if you need accountability, you can do that um, with that online personal trainer. Uh, I highly recommend um, uh, several, several personal trainers. So if you guys DM in, you need a personal trainer in a certain area. I've got a great network of personal trainers because I've, I've worked in the fitness industry for so long. Uh, so just just DM me and ask me if I can if I know someone in your area, and I will definitely let you know um, and, and give you some recommendations. But it comes down to what is it that you can do physically uh, to help that physical body to get the exercise that you need. It, going on runs, um, just dropping in your house and doing push-ups, uh, yoga. You know, that, that's another one, just, just to get your body move, moving, stretching. If, if you don't have the ability or time to go exercise, can you at least stretch? If you're a busy corporate executive and you're working all day long and you're sitting at a computer screen and, and you're, you're eating garbage and, and all these different things that you're doing, you need to figure out a way that you can take care of your physical body so that it does not. <clears throat> Gosh, I got horse or horse throat today. I'm sorry about that. Um, so you want to make sure that you are, uh, able to take care of your physical body as well. So what is it that you can do in the office? You know, can you stop and do push-ups, uh, do some sit-ups, you know, right beside your desk, you, you know, do some stretching, um, you know, these kind of things. Also as taking care of yourself, if you do work at a desk all day, what kind of chair do you have? A lot of times you, you start out in an office or a corporate environment and your chair is horrible. So you need to advocate for yourself and take care of yourself and put yourself first and, and go to your supervisor uh, and say, look, you know, my chair is, is not beneficial for me. I, I'm sitting here for nine hours a day and it's causing me pain. So I need a different kind of chair. If, if they can't get you one, supply your own. Say, hey, you know, if we don't have the budget for me to get myself one. Can I, can I bring my own chair in here? Spend the money to take care of yourself because if you're sitting in a chair for eight hours a day and it is uncomfortable and it's not what you need in order to help your back and your posture, find a new way. Figure out a way to take care of yourself. Put your needs first. That's what's going to be important. You also need to make sure that part of taking care of yourself physically is just your medical care. You know, how often do you get to the doctor? Is it do you do once a year? for your physicals and, and do you take care of yourself? Um, you know, these are kind of things, men of a certain age, you know, do, have you ever gone to get your testosterone checked? You, you know, testosterone, you know, that, again, that's a whole other episode, but testosterone is so important in a lot of ways because it regulates a lot in your body. Testosterone is looked down upon because of the, the people thinking the use of steroids in the fitness industry and, and all, has all these negative connotations. But if you find a true uh, 
doctor who um, who really knows what they're doing and they're focused only on um, you know the testosterone in your body uh, and, and helping you with that. And you find these these clinics out there that are very reputable. You don't want to you don't want to buy off the street. You don't want to do anything like that. You want to go and get your blood checked, get it regulated. But when your testosterone is a, as a, a maintained good level, it really helps your physical body in a lot of ways. So so getting it checked up, getting it you know being able to go and do these kind of things is good. Um, you know, and then also part of physical is just relaxation. What are you doing to relax? What is it that you're doing? You know, do you meditate? Do you take quiet time? Do you read? What is it that you like to do to relax? You know, hiking, biking, you know, playing sports, uh, spending time with your kids, spending time with your pets. You know, what is the relaxation time to where when you do it, you feel passion, you know, writing, all these different things. These are things that help your physical body because you're able to release the stress of the day. Uh, spending time with loved ones. That, that's another good thing. You know, if you're in a relationship or if you have children, a lot of times when you're spending time with someone that heals you, heals you physically, especially holding hands, touch. A lot of people have the touch love language. So part of taking yourself phys- physically is definitely that touch, that romance, you know, sex, sex is a, a big thing. Sex is very, it's very cathartic in a lot of ways. Um, and, and definitely taking care of yourself physically so that you have a good, strong sex life is very, very important. So you want to make sure that, that you're, you're doing that and that it's not something that, you know, you're just putting off. You know, some people get in a relationship and, you know, the relationship will burn out after a while and things just become good and, and happy and steady. And, you're, and, you know, you're happy overall, but your sex life is not what you want it to be. Um, work on that, you know, take ownership of it. This is part of that self-care, self-love, self-respect, personal power thing. If you're in a relationship where your sexual needs are not being met, then discuss it, discuss with your partner, what it means that you need sexually so that you can have the kind of life that you want to have because you're taking care of your physical needs. You know, what is it that brings you pleasure? Um, is another thing outside of sex, but you know, it, do you like cooking? Do you like meeting people? Do you like going to the movies? Do you like going to dinner with friends? Again, those latter things are hard right now with COVID, but what is it that brings you pleasure? And what is it that brings you laughter? Laughter is such a healing thing for the body and it totally helps physically with a lot of things that you can do. So you want to make sure that physically that you are taking care of yourself when it comes to those kind of things. The next part is your spiritual side. You know, what, what does that mean? And again, this can have some negative connotations on people because whenever you talk about spirituality, they're thinking, well, well, you know, are you trying to push your religion on me? Um, no, I'm not trying to push a religion on you, but I'm simply asking you to research and figure out and think about things that are important to you. What makes you feel connected what makes you feel whole? A lot of people feel like at times that organized religion is something that, that's bad for them. Um, I really tend to think that if it wasn't for organized religion, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And what I mean by that is uh, when I was a kid, I grew up with my mom's side of the family was Church of Christ and my father's side of the family was Catholic. So I was exposed to both of that as, as, a, as, a, as a kid. Uh, in my 20s, I was exposed to uh, more Catholicism um, and, you know, went to church. And, you know, being a, being a gay man, there's a lot of negative connotation with that. You know, it's like you can't, you can't, you know, God doesn't love you. You're going to burn in hell because you're gay, you know. And, and I, I grew up with that and I grew up feeling that. So when it comes to letting people take away my personal power, uh, not doing self-care, not having self-esteem, self-love, that was me. You know, I felt... Uh, I felt dirty. I felt like I was broken in a lot of ways because I couldn't help the way that I felt. But when you're, you're gay and, you know, this was in the 1980s, um, when all this was, was coming out and, you know, you, you had to hide. I became very good at hiding who I was, you know, and then when people did find out it, it had very negative impacts on my life, um, in, in a lot of ways, family and friends. You know, uh, lost a lot, lost some family members, lost some friends who just were like, you know, they thought I was disgusting and they didn't want anything to do with me. So what does that do to you spiritually? When you think to yourself, okay, well, if no one loves me because I'm broken, 
then I can't ask God to love me or, or the universe or anything like that. So years of trauma afterwards that I was able to work out, I finally realized that, you know what? I'm pretty fucking special and, and God loves me. The universe loves me, all these things. And I am here to help people and I'm help, I'm help here to heal. And the fact that I've been with my uh, husband for 31 years and we have a beautiful relationship and we have helped so many people. We've helped our families. We do so much for so many people. There is nothing fucking wrong with me at all. But it took me years to realize this. The other thing with organized religion is I, for me, what worked is I had to pick and choose what I liked from each one. And what I mean by that is I look into these religions and I would find so much love and, and bits and pieces. And then there was the hate and the hate mongering and, and the judgment and all of these things. I disregarded that stuff. You know, uh, it, there are so many wonderful messages from the Bible. There are so many wonderful messages from Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, all these different things of what is beautiful. So I chose to live my life with those beautiful messages. And, and I, I chose to pull that out. What I did is I took out all of the hate. Anytime that someone uses the Bible as a weapon, that's a complete turnoff for me. I, I shut them down. I, yeah, I, I literally do shut them down nowadays. <laughs> that's my personal power of self-confidence. Um, but but I, I, there's no way I would ever let anybody use the word of God or any kind of religion or any kind of loving practice to hurt another human being and dim their light. And if you have people like that in your life, or if you are that person, stop it and stop them. Because, it, it, again, that just goes back to judgment and expectation. And, and a lot of these things that come out, you know, you have versions that have just been tainted by, by so many different people throughout history. But if you look past the words, if you look past the hate and you find the love, I guarantee you there's some special things out there because the universe, the angels, there's so many things out there that are here to help you. The collective consciousness, consciousness that is energy, all of these wonderful things. There's different levels for you to investigate and find, but you need to find that spiritual connection. You need to find that connection with your higher self. You need to find that soul connection, find your soul purpose, you know, all of, all of these things. And when you find that connection, you find like-minded people who are like you. And it's just, it's amazing because you are able to feel something that is more outside your physical body and in that spiritual realm. And there's so many different uh, natural healings, you know, sound healing, uh, Reiki, you know, all these different things, a, a way to help heal your body, uh, prayer, uh, rife technology, you know, all, all these different things of, of healing with energy, healing with uh, music, uh, healing with frequency. So there's so much energy out there. You know, I, I make orgone generators, um, which are really incredible with taking chaotic energy from, from cell phone towers and things like that and converting it into positive energy. So there's just all these things that you can do spiritually to feel connected, but you have to find your own path to do that. You can't let someone tell you how you should feel. You can't let someone tell you what your religion should be. You can't let someone tell you or judge you because you're not a certain way. If your parents believe one thing and you believe something different, that's okay. And you need to know that's okay because no one has the right to tell you what you should feel, what you should think, what you should be spiritually. You have to investigate and research and figure out what's right for you. Just like with foods, what we talked about with your physical body, you have to figure out what foods are good for you. The same thing with your spiritual self. What is best for you? What do you know when your heart feels right? What do you know makes you feel good? What is it that your gut tells you is right? That's what you want to focus on. That's what you want to believe. That's what personal power is. That's what self-discovery is. These are the things that you need to think about and you need to work on because right there, that is... That's the gold. Okay, that, that, that's what's at the end of the rainbow. It's what you find, what you figure out. So you've come to the realization that you're a good person, that you love yourself, but what's next? What's more? You know, do I just end up die and they throw me in the ground and then that's it? Existence winks out? No, 
You know, my personal belief is that we are energy and just the energy changes. And then we go into a different, you know, a different weight of living and that we're going to live forever. So again, those are my personal beliefs. Don't take what I say as gospel, figure it out for yourself. Be strong enough in your own body and mind to know that you can figure out this for yourself. Use guidance though. Ask people, ask questions, question things. You know, figure out things, figure out the whys, but don't follow someone blindly. I was talking to someone last week and, and they're like, you know, well, everything that you're talking about is stuff that I truly believe. I, I believe that I'm, I'm here for good. And I believe that I can, there's different types of healing and, and I, and I love this, but then I went to a church and the church said, all oh, that's bad. And that it's evil. And I need to just sit here and pray for forgiveness for all of my sins with God, because I've lived my life a poor way. So I stopped doing that and it, it sucked, you know, cause and when I hear stuff like that, it, it, it really does suck. And i I felt bad, you know, cause she liked to go into the church because she met nice people there, but the nice people that she met were judging her. They were putting their expectations on her and they were making it to where she, it dimmed her light because they wanted her to live her life their way. And anybody who comes into your life and wants you to change for them to live your life their way, that's not healthy. That, that is so not healthy. If, if you meet a, and you're, you want to be in a relationship with someone, they have completely different spiritual views than you do. And you feel that the only way that you can be with them is to change your views and to believe what they believe and not question it and dim your light because of that, then that's wrong. Because a true mate, a true someone who cares for you, someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with, would never ask you to change who you are. I need you to think about that. If someone comes into your life and you're thinking, wow, this person is amazing and I want to be with them. But in order to do that, I have to change my, I have to change my spirituality and I have to think what they think. That's wrong. Okay. To be even asked that, to even assume that is, is not good because a true soul, soulmate, a true relationship is someone who honors you and respects your differences and realizes that the two of you can have a beautiful coexistent life with different thoughts. You know, a, a Catholic and a witch can be in a very strong, healthy relationship together because they respect one another because they respect each other's views. They respect each, you know, you know, what they are and they love each other, but they're not trying to change one another. When you find someone like that, you, you've hit gold. But if, but if, again, if you meet someone and they're like, well, you know, I, I, I really like you, but I can't see anything further because you don't believe in God and you don't go to church every Sunday and you don't do this and you don't do that. And until you, if you don't do that, I'm not going to be with you. Well, you know what? You just gave away your personal power. You just gave away your, your, your respect. You, you gave away everything for yourself in order to be with this person. And then you make this change and then you become this person that you don't like, you know, you're going through the motions, um, you know, just have sex or, or whatever. That, that's bull. Never go out on a first date. Never go out on, on anything like that and be fake. Be who you are. Honor who you are. Treasure who you are and let people know what your spirit, you know, it's fine to talk about what your spiritual side is. If, if that comes up in conversation, own it. You want to own it because that's who you are. And that's what personal power is, is you're being able to say, hey, this is what I want to do. So the next thing is your emotions. You know, how do you take care of yourself emotionally? You know, th this is this is a hard one because, well, I don't know. I don't know if hard's the right word, but think about it this way. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. <laughs> you know, that's like the best advice I can give you. Just because you can do something does not mean that you should. So what I mean by that is emotionally, you know, 
it's like we like to do things to make us feel good. We go for that that rush of dopamine. We go for that instant, you know, instant gratification. One thing I can tell you is that instant gratification is one of the worst dot possible dot things that you <laughs> out there because instant gratification is just something that you get three to five seconds of, oh my God, that's amazing. But then hours of regret afterwards, you know, and there's so many, there's so many topics and books and research papers on this, you know, people who live their life for instant gratification, um, you know, especially people in, in who are overweight, you know, for them, instant gratification, having that milkshake, having that ice cream, having the scone, uh, it, it's like, oh my God, this tastes amazing. And it's, it's, uh, you know, two or three minutes of wonderful, but then afterwards they feel guilty. Oh my God, I can't believe I just ate that. Now, now I'm going to gain weight. I'm off my, I'm, you know, I, I wanted to do that. I'm already overweight as it is. Um, and then you have hours of self-loathing, you, you know, and it's the same thing with, you know, instant gratification in so many ways. Um, alcohol, drugs, many, many different things come into your life and you're dealing with this instant gratification. Um, so, so getting rid of that is, it, it, it's hard. It, it makes something that is coming in and you're trying to figure out why is it that I need pleasure and fulfillment right away? Why is it that I'm not willing to wait? You know, um, it's so hard to unlearn this skill because we're in a society and we have technology that gives us that instant gratification. You know, we can press a button and, and order something and have it delivered within an hour, you know, all, all these different things. And then you're in, you know, shopping, especially, um, you know, people don't have the money. They don't like to, you know, they don't have the money, but because it's easy and accessible to them, buying something will make them feel better. It makes the bad stuff go away. So figuring out that emotional balance, that emotional um, intelligence, that emotional quotient of, hey, you know what? I don't need instant gratification. I can wait to do this. And because I'm waiting to do this, I'm waiting to buy this, I'm waiting to eat this, it is going to be something that is more beneficial to me. So, so figuring out how to take care of yourself emotionally and getting rid of that instant gratification is something that will will truly help you. And I'd like you, again, I want you to research what is instant gratification? What does it do? What are examples of it? Why do I seek it? You know, how can I stop it? Research that kind of stuff on your own and figure out how you can get rid of that instant gratification. Because emotionally, you need your emotional needs met, but try and do it in different ways. There are so many ways to have a healthy, happy, balanced emotional life. You need to figure out the, the yin and yang, the balance of what is it that makes me feel good, but that I'm not going to get addicted to. You know, gaming is a big thing um, nowadays. You know, I, I have adult men who game for eight hours a day. Um, and they come to me and they're like, well, I never get anything done. It's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, I go to work and then I come home and I'm on the computer all night gaming with friends. And for some reason, I just can't get anything done. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You're, you're, you're paying me to tell you what's wrong with your life? Come on. So, it, it, again, it's just it's stuff like that that you have to figure out. But if you need a coach in order to help you figure this out, I highly recommend it. But there are just some things where I just look at people and go, come on, really? You can't figure You can't see what you just said is wrong? Because it just it makes no sense. Do a self-evaluation. If you're spending too much time on something, if, you, if, if something is consuming you and you get physically, emotionally upset when you don't have it, whether it's an Xbox or, or whatever, or, or too much of something, then it's an issue that you need to self-evaluate and figure out what is going on. Am I smoking too much? Am I drinking too much? Am I playing too many video games? Am I doing you know too much pot? You know, I, I live in Oregon where where you know, there's a, a dispensary on, on seems like every street corner. So, and, but then I have people who are like, well, yeah, I, you know, I spent all my money this this week at the dispensary, and I'm just laying laying at home doing nothing all the time. And I don't know, Dave, I don't feel like my life is well balanced. Well, yeah, you're, you're overdoing it. All things in moderation. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. 
you know, and then if, if you want something and it's not happening, then, then you don't want it bad enough, you know, and, and that's, I think that's probably some of the best advice I ever got is I, I remember before I bought my first house, you know, I, I was just bitching about why I don't own a house and a very wise woman just looked at me and said, you know what? The reason you don't have a house is you don't want it bad enough. And I'm like, oh shit, she's right. I'm mad that she said it, but she's right. And I turned it around. And within a year, I had my own home because I wanted it bad enough at that point when I realized it. So what is it that you want bad enough in your life that you're not getting? It's because you're not trying hard enough. You're, you are not spending the time and the energy to do the work that needs to happen. It's not just going to be given to you. So when you're thinking of your emotional happiness, make a list of things that make you happy. Make a list of things that you do that don't make you happy. You, you know, mindless and mindless video gaming, you know, nothing wrong with it. But again, all things in moderation. You know, if you have a friend that you want to, that lives in another state and you guys are like, hey, you know, let's meet for an hour and a week and, and play a video game so we can talk and chat and be together. Totally fine. That That's great. But if you are neglecting your children and neglecting your family and neglecting your health and neglecting your diet because you're spending, you know, eight hours on World of Warcraft a day trying to get some kind of virtual currency and virtual goods that have nothing to do with your physical well-being, then you probably should reevaluate some things because you're not emotionally happy. You're escaping into something. You're escaping your life, trying to create a better life. When if you just realize, hey, I have a, I have a very good life and I'm happy and excited and I want to be able to have a better life. So I want to be able to go into work and work hard for my promotion. If you have not been promoted, you don't want it bad enough. If you don't have a job that you love, you don't want it bad enough. If you're living in a situation that is horrible, you don't want it bad enough and you don't feel that you can do it. So what, what is that emotional context? So in order to be, have a good emotional, healthy side, you need boundaries. You need to set boundaries with others, people. You need to set boundaries with yourself. Uh, routines are great for emotional success because routines make it to where you don't you, you don't have to think about things. I have I have a friend who is very successful, who I respect in so many ways, and he always wears the same gray dicky shirt to work. He owns his own business, um, and he must have fifteen of these shirts. Uh, and I was like, and I saw his closet once. I'm like, why do you have all these shirts? He says, because I want to get up in the morning and I don't want to think about things. I, I just, I want things to be simple because I want to spend my energy on other ways with, with, with my girls, with my family, with my business and grow my business. So I take out certain things that I don't need to think about. So why worry about what I'm going to wear every day when I can just wear this, I wear it to work. It's my business. I work alone, you know, so who cares? So it's that simplicity of a routine. It's that simplicity of just saying, okay, this doesn't matter to me. So I'm just going to do this so that I can focus on what does matter to me. It's pretty ingenious in a lot of ways. Um, and it just helps him think about things. So there are things like that, little little things that you can do for your own emotional well-being and your own emotional balance to realize that you can take care of yourself and you can have your personal power, your self-confidence, you can care, but you need to take care of yourself emotionally. What makes you happy being, you know, again, with, with quarantines right now and things that you can't do and social distancing, no hugging, all these things. What is it that you're doing to, in your life to make yourself happy and have a good emotional balance to where you don't live in fear? If you are constantly in fear of things happening to you, that's not a good way to live. A lot of people right now are just, you know, fear of, of so many different things. So with emotional security and emotional growth and personal power, you want to conquer those fears and have hope. So what does it mean to have hope nowadays? Hope is very, very strong, not just for spirituality, but for your emotions. If you have a mindset of hope in a lot of ways with everything in your life, you are going to be able to have a life that is just amazing and wonderful. So 
I, I challenge you to do that with your physical, spiritual, and emotional sides. Um, I create sanctuaries in my head and in my physical world. So what I mean by that is I have an emotional sanctuary, I have a spiritual sanctuary, and I have a physical sanctuary. So my physical sanctuary is in my home and is actually in my bedroom. I have created a bedroom that everything that I need physically is there. It has pictures on the wall, shelves with uh, memorabilia, crystals, figurines, all these different things of my life. You know, movie tickets, plane tickets, cards that I have framed from, from Pete for anniversaries or birthdays. What it is is physical things, memorabilia, physical stuff that just makes me feel this spark of happiness when I look at it. You know, a, a picture of me when I was in the military, a picture of Pete and I for, from our wedding, um, you know, a, a ring that doesn't fit anymore that someone gave me when I was 20. I have it sitting in a small box that I can see. It's like a little display box because my aunt who gave me that ring, it means so much to me. And just because I don't wear it, when I see it, it reminds me of her. You know, all these different things I have scattered throughout my bedroom so that I feel safe. When I'm in this this physical spot of my bedroom, I feel the safest. It's where I go and I do, I do my meditations. It's where I go and I do my writing, my reading. I just feel 100% completely safe in that room. I have crystals in that room that, that help, you know, just bring out positive energy. Uh, all these different things in there that are for me is my physical sanctuary. When I'm in that room, it takes the stress away. Nothing can penetrate and nothing can bother me when I'm in there. So that's my physical sanctuary. Then I've created my spiritual sanctuary. So my spiritual sanctuary is a place where I go to in my mind, where I use visualization and I'm able to talk to my higher being, talk to God, you know, talk to my angels, all these things. So this is my spiritual place. I, I have it like mapped out in my head. I know exactly what it looks like, you know, and, and it's, it's pretty special. And for me, when I'm in my car, I'm sitting and waiting for an appointment or I'm in my office and I'm having a stressful day, I can just stop and go to my physical sanctuary and just, you know, get the guidance that I need for a certain situation or, or get myself ready to go in and have, um, you know, a session with a client because I need to be in a certain mindset in order to help heal them and to help them heal themselves. So having this spiritual sanctuary allows me to recenter. Then the other sanctuary that I've created is an emotional sanctuary. And my emotional sanctuary is where all the fun happens. You know, it's, it's like a, you know, it's, it's like fun and debauchery, all, you know, all, all these great things. So anything that I can think of that I want to do, that I like to do, you know, is in my emotional sanctuary. For me, my emotional sanctuary is like a big amusement park. And it's where all of the, the food vendors have foods with no calories, you know, all, all, the, all these different things. Um, and, and it's amazing. So I have this emotional sanctuary that is just a place where I, where I can go at times. And, and, and I, I literally visualization is such a, a valuable tool when you create these sanctuaries, because I just visualize myself being there, talking to certain people, living and dead uh, ancestors, um, people from the past, you know, people that I admire throughout history, I spend time with in my emotional sanctuary. You know, the, you've, you've heard these things where people are like, if you could have lunch with anybody um, living or dead, who would it be? Well, that's what I do in my emotional sanctuary. You know, I'll sit there and I, I will have, have an afternoon uh, walk with Ben Franklin or, you know, you know just, just whatever I want to do, whoever it is that I admire throughout history, um, you, you know, it, it, makes, it makes things safe and incredible and it brings out just positivity in you and it brings out that hope. The cool thing is, is that when you combine your physical, emotional and spiritual sanctuary, so I can't tell you the, the great times I've had where I've been in my spiritual sanctuary talking to Archangel Michael. I'm, I'm laying in my bed in my bed as I'm doing it. So I'm in my physical space. And then I go to my emotional uh, amusement park with Archangel Michael. And we just have a good time at the amusement park riding roller coasters. 
so I know this, this, <laughs> this sounds very woo woo and all this kind of stuff, but I can tell you when you create your physical, spiritual and emotional sanctuary, it's incredible. It is truly incredible because you're bringing all of this together and you're visualizing and you're, you're in a way that you've created this safety for yourself. When you're able to do this, when you're able to feel this, then this pours over into your physical life. So these three sanctuaries are needed and, and they're incredible. And there's a lot of data to support these of people who have been like prisoners of war or people who have been held captive or people who have, have gone through severe trauma have come out of it and thrived because they realized that they had to escape mentally and spiritually, even though they couldn't escape physically. So again, I challenge you to do your own research. N never, never just do what I say. Always research it. I want to be a guide. I don't want to be the one who says, hey, do this. Um, because I think that it's different for everybody. What works for me may not work for you. However, by listening to what I'm saying, it might spark something in you that you find something better that's for you. And that, that's my goal. That's my whole goal of this podcast is to figure out ways that maybe you can you know, I just help you in certain ways because that, that's the thing is I want to help you be strong and I want to help you find peace and I want to help you find hope and I want to help you be the leader that you were meant to be. If you're trying for a promotion at work, I want to help you get there, but you can't become whole and you can't become a good leader and you can't become a good husband or a wife. You can't become a good parent if you don't take care of yourself. If you don't do the things that you need to do for yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually, then you are never going to be good for anybody else. So you need to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. If you have any questions, please DM me. You can email me at dave at daveshepconsulting.com. Uh, on Instagram, I'm daveshepconsulting. Uh, my website is daveshepconsulting.com. So, so just reach out if you need anything at all. Uh, I think that that's going to be a, uh, a good thing for you. Also, I want to announce that I'm actually starting another podcast. So this is, uh, I already do two. I do blue collar fitness, which is a fitness podcast. Um, and I do coaching for leaders, which is this podcast. And it's meant for just being, becoming a good leader and you in your life and in your career. Uh, my next podcast that is going to have the introductory episode this week is called heal the healers. So this podcast is going to focus on the uh, on healers of all modalities, and I'm going to have I've got some special guests lined up from different healing modalities that are really going to ju just kind of help people realize of, of what personal power is and what they can do and how to take care of yourselves and how how to serve others and those kind of things. So it should be a fun podcast. So uh, also it's on the same thing Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. So you'll be able to see that. So we got uh, coach, coaching for leaders and heal the healers. So I hope that you guys will listen to the introductory episode. It should be out in the next couple of days as well. Um, I hope you have a great week and thanks for listening. Bye-bye.